Good morning, everyone, and welcome to today's focus for Tuesday, September the 5th, 2023, at 10.51 a.m. Central Time. Today's focus, what really happens when Americans stop going to church? Today's focus is what really happens when Americans stop going to church. Now, if you were brought into, say, a classroom, right, and they handed you a piece of paper and a pencil, and they're like, all right, we have brought you in. We're going to give you $50 today, but we need you to be very honest. We need you to give us your best prediction. But if we were to tell you that millions of Americans are leaving the church to never return. They're just, they're walking out the door and they're not going back to church. They are just, they're not going to be a part of a church. They're going to sit at home. They, they still may read their Bible. They still may do whatever, but millions of Americans are leaving the church. Then they, they, they tell you this and they say, okay, now on the paper, we need you to write down your predictions. What does this mean? Not only for the church, what does it mean for Christianity? And, but more importantly, what does it mean maybe for the country as a whole? What does it mean for America? Because of course, this, this experiment would be happening in America because I don't really know what's going on in other countries. So I will speak about America. So the the whole concept, the whole idea is you're brought into this room. They're going to give you $50. You have a piece of paper and a pencil and they tell you, they show you the statistics. Millions of Americans are walking out of church. They're not coming back ever. What does this mean for the church? What does it mean for Christianity? But most importantly, what does it mean for the society as a whole? What does it mean for America as a whole? What do you think? What do you think it will look like? What 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 do, what is your prediction? Because according to many statistics and many studies, what many are calling this the great dechurching, that millions of the people are, are, are basically they they are separating, they're disconnecting from the church. They are no longer going to be a part of a local church. Now, what does that mean? Now, I, we have talked about what that could possibly mean for the, you know, the actual physical buildings called a church. We, I've given some thoughts about that, what that can mean. I've even called that into question, how much money it takes to maintain a church versus what people are actually getting. I, I've tried to just, we've talked a little bit about this. We've talked about the de-churching. And, and I think that there is a certain a certain thought process that, well, if millions of Americans are leaving the church, it this means the society, America, the country, it means this for the country. And I think, I could be wrong, but I believe many of you, if you were to brought into the room, given a piece of paper, I don't know what you would put down for what it means for the church or what it means for Christianity. I think many of you probably would try to be very spiritual and say, it doesn't mean anything for Christianity and the church will ultimately survive and, and a revival. Who knows? You, you may really kind of go from a much more spiritual, theological, Christian perspective in your answers. But I would guess, I, I could be wrong here, but I believe about 90% of people who, who, if they claim to be Christians, who were brought into this room and to, given this you know, piece of paper to participate in this kind of social experiment to try to see what you really think, 
I think many of you would say, well, this would be, this will be the end of America. America will become more ungodly, will become more secular, will become more, you know, fleshly, will become more sinful, and it will be the unraveling of the country because without the church, America is in trouble. I think that's what most people would write down. But is, is that accurate? Is that an accurate representation of not only what is happening, but what is going to continue to happen. Now, I have an article here from The Atlantic, and this was published two days ago. And the title of the article is, What Really Happens When Americans Stop Going to Church? What Really Happens When Americans Stop Going to Church? And when I saw the headline, I was like, oh, I have got to save this article. I have not read the whole thing. I read just enough to go, oh, wow, they're going in a completely different direction than maybe I would have thought. So I'm going to put this forth and really kind of as a hypothesis. And for I want all of you listeners, now some of you, these kinds of articles, when I talked about the dechurching and some of those type of things, some of you really, 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 really are passionate about some of these subjects and you send me statistics and other studies and other articles. And I really do appreciate that. Others of you don't seem to engage with this. So it's always interesting. You can do one broadcast and people who don't uh, comment on other broadcasts will comment on that. And then, and then the people who typically comment won't comment on that. You never really know what's going to happen, but this is something I think every Christian needs to pay close attention to. Because we, we live in it, and, and I've been saying this for a while, that we're in a major transitional period for the future of Christianity, for the future of the church. We are in a major transitional period, and I'm still trying to figure out where we're headed and where we're going. And I don't know if I have it figured out yet, but I think 2024 is going to be a, just a, a, a crazy year for Christianity, for the church. I think I th- we're, we're right now just in the transitional period. I think we're going to start seeing what it's going to actually look like. And I think it's not good. I, I have talked about the political hijacking of the American church, the rise of Christian nationalism. And I've, I've voiced some strong, uh, not only have I voiced strong opinions, I've tried to offer strong warnings that we've got a major problem underway. Well, they they take a, a definitive, a definite approach here that maybe you agree with or maybe you disagree with. But I think it's very different than what most people would do. So are you ready? Here we go. What really happens when Americans stop going to church? Here is the article. Millions of Americans are leaving church never to return. And it would be easy to think that this will make the country more secular and possibly more liberal. Now, I think that's what most people would say, right? It's going to be more secular. It's going to be more liberal. It's going to be more, you know, there's going to be more sin. There's going to be more ungodliness. There's going to be a decline in morality because we have to have the church for those things is typically the in the mindset of most Christians. They say, after all, that is what happened in Northern and Western Europe in the 1960s. A young generation, a a younger generation quit going to Anglican, Lutheran, or Catholic churches and embraced a liberal, secular pluralism that shaped European politics for the rest of the 20th century and beyond. 
Something similar happened in the traditionally Catholic Northeast, where at the end of the 20th century, millions of white Catholics in New England, New York, and other parts of the Northeast quit going to church. Today, most of those states are pretty solidly blue and firmly supportive of abortion rights. So they say in many cases, this is exactly what happened, right? People left the church and they embraced, as they put it, a liberal secular pluralism. They left the church and this is kind of what resulted. And they give examples from Europe and examples or, or an example from Europe, an example from the Northeast here in the United States of America. All right, so that seems to support the idea. Okay, as millions of as millions of Americans leave the church, they're going to ultimately just l- become liberal, and they're going to embrace a secular pluralism. That that seems to be support for that idea. So if you were the one to write that down on your paper, you may be thinking, okay, good, but but they're going to offer kind of a, a different perspective here. All right, are you ready? Here we go. This is what they have to say here. They say, so as church attendance declines, even in the Southern Bible Belt and certain parts of the Midwest, history might seem to suggest that those regions will become more secular, more supportive of abortion and LGBTQ rights, and more liberal in their voting patterns. Now, you would think that's the case, right? Hey, it happened in the Northeast. It happened in Europe. So if people are leaving the church in the South and in the Midwest, well, the same thing should occur, right? They should they should become more liberal, a secular pluralism. They should embrace and become more su- supportive of abortion and LGBTQ rights. They should become more liter- liberal in their voting patterns. That's what should happen, correct? Are you ready for this? They're going to tell you that's not what is happening. They're going to tell you that that is not the case. Now, what, how do you, what, how do you interpret that? What do you do with that? Well, let's see what they, what what they say is actually happening. And I, I think to me, I think this is fascinating, but here we go. They claim this, but this is not what is happening. Declines in church attendance has made certain parts of these regions, right? Okay. Even more Republican and perhaps most surprising, more stridently Christian nationalist. They're saying in the South, right? In the South, in the Midwest and certain parts of those, those geographical regions, in certain areas in the South, in the Midwest, what is happening as people leave the church, they're becoming more Republican and more stridently Christian nationalist. Now, that, wait, wait. So you're saying possibly. Now, now, now I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just trying to ex- extract some ideas from this, right? I'm just trying to talk through this. Is it, I'm going to put put forth again. I love putting forth little hypotheses. I mean, the whole idea for today's focus is to give you something to focus on so that you can struggle with this and try to think it through with me. All right. Is it possible that the rise of Christian nationalism has everything to do with people leaving the church? Now, that would go from a somewhat different 
a, a different perspective than I have offered, and I'm willing to stand corrected. I have stated over and over and over that I believe Christian nationalism and, and a lot of this politicizing of, of, of American Christians has to do with the po- political hijacking of the American church. They seem to be taking the approach. It's not the political hijacking of the church. It's people have left the church. And because they've left the church, they are becoming much more committed to a political perspective and becoming a Christian nationalist. Now, you would seem to think if they're leaving the church, well, then why would they be Christian nationalists? But to me, what I think could possibly be happening, and here's my theory, and I have mentioned this theory. To me, what is happening is as they leave the church, they're becoming more political. However, however, to become more political, they need an authority to justify their political stance. So they're just using Christianity as a, in a sense, God authority to prove or support their political, their political position. So they're actually leaving the church, but they're becoming these loud Christian nationalists because they're using God to support their political perspective. They're actually leaving the church and becoming more political. Politics is becoming their idol. But when you're going to get into political debate and political argument, it's always good to have, you know, an ace up your sleeve for your argument. And so what better way than to pull out the ace and say, boom, God's on my side. Boom, the Bible says. But it's simply being utilized, God and the Bible simply being utilized as a tool to support their real idol, which is politics. Because something weird is going on. Hey, I'm leaving the church, but I'm going to become more Republican and I'm going to become a Christian nationalist. Something this is, I I don't know if I would have predicted this, but I I don't know if this is, this is could be a good thing. In some ways, this would give the church a great opportunity, right? Because if the people who are out there promoting Christian nationalism have left the church, then the church has the potential to stand up and condemn it and say, that's not Christianity. Therefore, at least in the minds of many, they could see, wait, the church is condemning Christian, Christian nationalism. So these Christian nationalists aren't actually representing the church. The church is saying that that's not Christianity. Now, right now, I don't feel like the church is doing that. But this seems to say that there is a, the rise of Christian nationalism is more connected to the decline and people attending church. Let me read this again. It says, decline and church attendance has made those Republicans who live in these regions in the South and the Midwest even more Republican and they say perhaps most surprising, more stridently Christian nationalist. The wave of states banning gender-affirming care this year and the adoption of proud Christian nationalists as an identity by politicians such as Marjorie Taylor Greene, who even marketed t-shirts with the slogan, is not what many people might have expected at the time when church attendance is declining. Now, like this is... If you would have been in that room getting $50 to write out on paper what you would have predicted, I don't think you would have been like, oh, wait, the decline of church attendance, boom, more more committed Republicans and more Christian nationalists. I, I don't think I wouldn't have predicted that. I wouldn't have. 
but let, let's let's see. Now, they said, still, what's going on in the South and Midwest is consistent with what happened in the Northeast. Wait a minute. How is it consistent with what happened in the Northeast? Because in the Northeast, they became more liberal. They voted more Democratic. Here, here, here we go. Are you ready? Listen to this. People hold on. Now, this, I want you to hear this. This is so important. People hold on to their politics when they stop attending church. Just as liberal Christians in Massachusetts and Connecticut stayed liberal when they dropped off their church membership role, so conservative Christians in Alabama and Indiana stay conservative even when they're no longer a part of a congregation. Meaning, and I think this is the most important point to realize here, many people's politics are absolutely disconnected from their their religion. It's actually disconnected in many ways. Whether they go to church or don't go to church, they ju- they stay committed to their politics. Now that that's that's a problem because as a Christian, your your Christianity should be the thing that's influencing and it should be changing your political stance. And you should realize that Christianity is not bound by a political party, and Christianity tr- uh, transcends not only national identity but political identity. In fact, you should lose your political identity, and you, your identity should be found in Christ. That that but. There's something said here that I think is important, that when people leave the church, they hold on to their politics. Now, you could argue, well, why did the people in the Northeast, or or I think this needs to be stated, or we could ask it as a question. We, We should at least pose the question. Why is it that the people in the Northeast, when they left the church, they became more secular, more liberal, you could say more agnostic, more atheistic, not really wanting God. They didn't they didn't really bring God into their politics. They didn't bring God into their worldview. Where in the South, they left the church, but they became Christian nationalist. I think I, maybe you know, we could we could we could make an we can make an argument here and and you can tell me what you think that maybe when you take on secular pluralism, and you take on a liberal worldview, you don't feel the need to have a deity or to have a God or to have a religious text to support your philosophy or your worldview. If you're liberal, you're like, I don't need God. I don't need the Bible to support my view. Where maybe in a more conservative politic, you feel you need God, you need a religious text to support your morality that you're trying to impose on other people. Does one seem to demand having a religion to support your view? I, I think I think there's something I think there's something to that. All right, but here we go. They said, in fact, people becoming even more entrenched, and this is this is important. In fact, people becoming even more entrenched in their political views. When they stop attending services, when people stop attending church services, they become even more entrenched in their political views. It seems like church has some possible 
benefit and trying to keep people from becoming so entrenched in their political views. I think once they leave the church, they throw themselves into their political view. Politics becomes now their dominant worldview. It be, I hate to say it. It becomes their God. They continue. Though churches have a reputation in some circles as promoting and hyper a hyper politicization, they can be depolarizing institutions. Being part of a religious community often forces people to get along with others, including others with different political views, and it may channel people's efforts into charitable work or forms of community outreach that have little to do with politics. Leaving the community removes those moderating forces, opening the door to extremism. Now, I wouldn't really, this is almost, this is weird. This is an article from The Atlantic almost saying, hey, the church actually helps people avoid political extremism. Now, I have made the argument that the conservative church has promoted the political extremism. They're arguing that in some cases the church actually helps. Now, I I think it all depends on the church because I do believe many churches, and I will stand by this, that many churches have become so politicized that it's contributed to why many people have left the church because of the politics. But in some churches, they actually try to hold people back from their political extremism. Now, what I have discovered in some cases, if you try to hold back people from their political extremism and you don't follow their political line, they're going to leave the church and they either will find a church that will hold to their political line or they'll just stop coming to church, which means then they're going to go full blown into their political extremism. So I can see how that would work. Let's see where else this goes. here, Here we go. It seems clear. This is important. It seems clear that Christian nationalism attracts a lot of adherents who rarely go to church themselves. Now, that is just crazy to me. If I'm hearing someone promote Christian nationalism, my assumption would be clearly they go to church. This is claiming, no, no, they don't. In fact, they seem to have a statistic here. Let me read the whole sentence here. Um, It seems clear, or this paragraph, it seems clear that Christian nationalism attracts a lot of adherents who rarely go to church themselves. A survey published earlier this year showed that only 54% of Christian nationalists and just 42% of those who are sympathizers with the ideology attend church on a regular basis. Well, that's still significantly higher than the rate of regular church attendance among the general population, which is 28%, it still means that roughly half of all Christian nationalists rarely, if ever, go to church. So even as church attendance decline, Christian nationalism is likely to remain alive and well. That is nuts. Christian nationalism seems to be on the rise even as people drop out of church. And in some cases, dropping out of church increases the the likelihood. Now, this is only true in certain areas, the South and the Midwest, right? The South and the Midwest, those are the two regions. The Northeast, they become more liberal. And the South and the Midwest, 
And I would have to look exactly all the states they include there. I, 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 I would agree that this is uh, – I would – I blame typically in Texas, I see the church becoming politicized, right? That the Christian nationalism is a direct result of the church in the South. That's the way I have seen it, right? But they're arguing that, that there's a large number of, of Christian nationalists that don't go to church, They don't go to church, but somehow they want Christianity to dominate the country. Well, if Christianity dominates the country and you're going to somehow make it regulate laws and control people, wouldn't you would think you would make a law about, I don't know, you have to go to church? (laughs) Like, I, I don't know. But I guess they, they want a form of Christian nationalism that they just use Christianity to try to impose laws on the morality they don't like. Once again, they're simply using Christianity and using God as the hammer to to try to make their points and to try to have a God authority for their political perspective. Now, we're going to get back to the book that we have talked about now multiple times. Indeed, in their new book, The Great De-Churching, Jim Davis and Michael Graham draw on new survey data to show that de-churched evangelicals, especially those who retain evangelical Christian beliefs, remain Republican with conservative views on most issues. Other researchers have found that Christian nationalism may produce even more extreme right-wing political manifestations in those who don't go to church than it does among people who do go to church. At a time with fewer Americans attend religious services, religious narratives about Christian nationhood may have their strongest political effects when and perhaps because they are detached from religious institutions. This is according to a 2021 sociological study. So it seems like the more you become detached from church, the more... you almost become politically extreme and you adapt to Christian nationalism. But it just, I like my mind would tell me, no, if you left the church, you, you would not be promoting Christian nationalism. That's, that seems to be, that would be the political view you would not want. I've left the church. How do, how do I want Christianity now to be, because once Christianity is imposed, once you try to make a Christian nation where Christianity is controlling the law, Church is going to become a part of that law some way, shape, or form. If you left the church, that's the last thing you should want. But I don't think they're thinking it through. I think they just want a God and a religious authority to back up their political views. It really has, I think they've abandoned, in many cases, God. God is just simply a tool that they're using. I mean, that's, that is crazy that this goes on. Um, see how long this article is super long so i may not i may not read all of this what i may do is uh i may post a link i will post a link to this article at theologycentral.net theologycentral.net and then you can uh you can you can spend the day looking at this for your today's focus all right but this 
let's read this next paragraph because this is kind of where I would feel, uh, I, I think I would find myself initially. They say, this may seem counterintuitive. Yes, it does seem counterintuitive. If you assume that people take their religious and political cues from church and that when they leave the church, they abandon convictions of the Christian faith and perhaps also the politics that go with them. But according to Davis and Graham's research, something else seems to be happening. When people leave church, they don't typically become atheists or agnostics. They don't even necessarily join the growing ranks of the religious nuns. That is, those who no longer identify with any religion. Instead, millions of Americans who leave church continue to identify as Christians, and many retain theologically orthodox beliefs. They continue to view Jesus as their savior and retain a high respect for the Bible. So they're leaving the church, but they're not necessarily becoming secular. They're holding on to, and remember, I've asked this question before in some of our podcast episodes. Hey, we see all these people leaving the church, but we need to ask themselves, are they just done with the church or are they done with Christ? In many cases, they're done with the institution. Now, this means, this is very, very, very important. If they're done with the institution, but they still maintain a high respect to the Bible and Jesus, then it's, the church is going to have to then find a way. How are you going to minister to these professing Christians who still believe Jesus is their Savior, still believes the Bible maybe is the Word of God? They're just done with your institution. You're going to have to find a way to reach them and minister to them. Because if you don't reach and minister to them, what we see is going to happen. They are going to get, basically, they're going to become entrenched in politics. And they're going to, it's going to result in a political extremism where they're going to do so in the name of a Christianity, but they're not actually being taught or discipled by the church because they've abandoned the church. How are we going to minister to them? How are we going to reach them? How are we going to get to them? That means your church is no longer going to be effective in reaching them. Your church, unless your church has to find a way to get to them. And I think that's where we have to use podcast. And that's how we have to use every other means to try to reach them and say, hey, hey, guys, guys, I know you're done with the church, but tune into this podcast and we'll talk about theology, theological issues and try to challenge their political extremism. Try to remove, try to move them. Hey, take a step away from Trump. Take a step away from the the Republican Party. Step away from your political extremism and let's get back to the word of God. You, You claim to be a Christian, right? Well, let's study the Bible. Hey, you claim to be a Christian, right? Let's study church history. Hey, you claim to be a Christian. Let's study theology. Let's study doctrine. We got to find a way to minister to them. The church is going to be ineffective. They've abandoned the church. Now, will they ever get back? I don't know. Now, maybe they left the church for what? And and this means that the reasons for leaving the church are probably far more varied than we thought. Some people believe they left the church because the church was too political. Maybe they left the church because they didn't agree with the, the church challenged their political views. And they didn't want to hear that. So they abandoned the church so that they could basically slide down into their political extremism. But, but that means the church can't reach them unless the church is going to have a strategy to say, hey, we're going to be here. We're going to be right here as a physical location. But those people who've left it, we're still going to do everything we can to try to reach out to them and minister to them. Now, in many cases, even the people who don't attend church 
still will contact you and say, hey, I'm never listening to you again. I'm deleting the app. So the sad part is they can still, if they can leave the church, they can also create kind of a, I, I know it's a kind of a cliche, but they can create an echo chamber where they only listen to, to those voices that support their political extremism. So then it's going to be very hard to reach them. Now, if you know people like that, your job is not to fight or argue with them about their politics. You don't approach them like, I'm going to, I'm going to argue with them like, Hey, you're becoming politically extreme. I'm, just ignore their political extremism and say, Hey, you want to study the Bible? Hey, you want to, Hey, you know, like, you know, we're studying Jeremiah. You want to engage in, in Bible study just, and don't, and don't bring up politics. Because I think ultimately, if you can get them back into the scriptures and get them a correct theological understanding, that maybe slowly but surely it will break the political extremism and break the political idolatry. We're going to have to have a new approach. It's just crazy, all right? It says, but without a church community, in many cases, the nation's political system becomes their church. But without a church community, in many cases, the nation's political system becomes their church. Now, I still will argue this is happening far more in the church than this article seems to. This article seems to be focusing on what's happening when people leave. And I understand that. I still think we need to talk about the number of churches that become have become basically political arms for the Republican Party. They become basically a headquarters for a political campaign. That to me is a travesty and a, and people should leave those churches. So maybe the reason, just think about this, maybe the reason the people are leaving the churches in larger numbers has to do with politics in two different ways. Some churches are becoming so politicized that people are leaving. And some churches are not becoming politicized and people are leaving. Some people want politics because they've so committed themselves to a political extremism. If their church uh, contradicts their political extremism or calls it into question, they're going to leave. And in others, they don't want a politicized church, but their church is becoming so politicized that they're leaving. When you got people leaving and for two separate reasons, both in a sense connected to politics, well, then guess what? You're going to have a, you're going to have a, the great de-churching is going to be taking place. So maybe the great de-churching is occurring because of politics, but just in two separate ways. All right. Um, it says, but without a church community, in many cases, the nation's political system becomes their church and the results are polarizing. They bring whatever moral and social values that they acquired from their church and experience and then apply those values in the political sphere with an evangelical zeal. For many of those leaving church traditions that place a strong emphasis on the concern for the poor and marginalized, the values they retain from church translates into socially liberal political positions. Davis and Graham found that de-church Christians who came from liberal mainline Protestant or Catholic traditions were likely to be politically progressive. A quick glance at the politics of historically Catholic but no longer heavily churched areas of the country seems to support this. 
The nation's most historically Catholic states, such as Massachusetts and Rhode Island, have retained the Democratic leanings that they had half a century ago when more residents went to church. As white Catholics left church, they continue to practice the values of the social gospel that perhaps they or their parents or grandparents had learned there. They channeled those energies into political community. Although perhaps breaking with the church on issues of sexuality, gender, and abortion, they continue to embrace the ethic of concern for the poor and marginalized instead and insisted that the government champion their cause. But among de-churched white evangelicals, a group heavily concentrated in the South and certain parts of the Midwest, the political values that remain are focused on culture wars and the autonomy of the individual. Whether inside or outside of church, evangelicals in conservative regions of the country have lined up in support of gun rights, restrictive immigration policies, even though these stances run directly and counter to the official views of several mainline Protestant denominations, as well as the statement of American Catholic bishops. When evangelicals leave church, they don't abandon these political views. They instead continue voting for politicians who champion the Second Amendment and tighter border security. They says my own, my own analysis of general social survey data has suggested that white Southerners who identify as Christians but do not attend church are overwhelming, overwhelmingly conservative in their attitude on race and social welfare, such as church attending, just as church attending Southern white Christians are. A majority of Southern white Christians who never attend church or attend only once a year also support restrictive abortion laws. Many are liberal or libertarian on matters of personal liberty, such as marijuana and premarital sex, but they're still strongly conservative on issues of race, gender, and Christian nationalism. Now, I find it interesting. Hey, 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 I'm going to be ultra conservative, but I've left the church. But hey, so now I'm, I'm going to have more liberal views when it comes to my own sexual preferences. Hey, I, I want stricter laws on the, their sexual preference, but when it comes to my sexual preference, I've left the church. So, you know, hey, you know, I'm not going to condemn premarital sex. I mean, come on. I'm not going to condemn. Isn't that funny how that works? Yeah, you got to love that. You got to love that. You leave the church and you basically create your own religion. I think, I think that's hilarious. Um, the reason... Uh, the reason people who identify as Christian and hold Christian beliefs choose not to attend church vary for some dissatisfaction with their church op options and the behavior of church members is a key factor in their decision to leave church. But the sizable number of others uh, um, says, but for a sizable number of others, there is no single catalyst. This is important. They simply fall out of the habit of going. According to Davis and Graham's research, the hectic pace of contemporary life, com uh, complete with Sunday work schedules, make it difficult for some people to attend church if they want to keep their jobs. All right, that's all right. So, in other words, there may not be a single catalyst for what's leaving. I, I leaving. I still think you have these two factors you have to put into place. Some people are leaving church because the church is becoming too political. There is no way to get around that. A lot of people don't want that, especially the younger generation. And then others are leaving church because their church doesn't agree with their political extremism. 
the church is like, hey, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. I think we need to question some of these things. I need to, we, we need to question our support for Trump. We need to call, and people like, if you say, well, you know, I don't know why you're getting so upset because a store is selling something, you can just not buy it. Or I don't think the church should be imposing these, and, and they'll get, they'll get mad and like, ah, mess not going to go. Okay. Right. Because people now are, are much, are, people are very quick now to drop out it, to leave your church. People will leave your church like that. Just, you blink the wrong way. They're gone. They, and they won't even necessarily try to even explain why. They, they just, they disagree. They're gone. They disagree. They're gone. They're gone. People will leave now. I, I think it's, I think we have an epidemic of, of people just will leave church for any reason now. Because it's basically like, well, hey, you're not playing what I want. I'll get another streaming service. And basically, it's like going from Netflix to Peacock, from Peacock to Paramount Plus, from Paramount Plus to Disney Plus to, uh, to Netflix. Uh, I can't even think of uh, all the others. Hulu, whatever the case may be. It's just like switching to a different streaming service. Right? Hey, I don't like your church anymore. I'll just listen to somebody else. Don't worry about me. I'm good. I got, I got the internet. I'm good. So, so there's a, a lot of reasons people are leaving the church in large numbers, but the political aspects of this are, are again, you can't ignore. According to the Bureau of La- Labor Statistics, on an average weekend day, 29% of the workforce is at work. That's very important. According to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, on an average weekend day, 29% of the workforce is at work. Restaurants, supermarkets, convenience stores, and, and retail outlets are staffed each Sunday morning by a lot of people who might identify as Christian, but who definitely won't be at church that day. That's why the church has to do a better job of being able to minister to these people. I, I've said it a million times. You've got the technology. You can minister to these people Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. How about, I don't know, some churches won't even post their sermons online. But here's the thing. You can be ministering to them. You can do Bible studies. You can do all all kinds of things Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and where they don't even have to attend if they can't attend because of their work schedule. It says the result is that a lot of people who still identify as Christian no longer go to church. Even as early as 2014, the Pew Research Center's religious landscape study found that 30% of self-identified Southern Baptists seldom or never attend church. And that was way before the great de-churching. So all the way back in 2014, we know that 30% of the people who were Southern Baptists didn't go to church. So this, this has been happening for a long time. You've got Christians who don't go to church. Now, what we typically have done, many is just like, well, then they're just not Christians. We just immediately write them off. They're not Christians. So we're like, we're not going to worry about ministering to them. They're just not Christians. Because if you don't go to church, you're not a Christian. Because we now have connected salvation with church attendance. And, so, and people say, well, no, it's not that I'm connecting salvation with church attendance. But if you don't attend church, it proves you're not a Christian. Which, once again, gets into, you know, what proves you're a Christian is your faith in Jesus Christ and trusting in him and him alone for your salvation and for his finished work. And you're trusting in his imputed 
imputed righteousness. But people, people want to always, we always want to find a way to write people off, right? That the American church, that's what we love to do. Just write that person off, write that person off. And then we're like, we wash our hands of them. We don't need to worry about them. But maybe we should worry about all of these people out there who still seem to, in a sense, they would tell you, love Jesus and love the Bible. They're just not going to church. But for many of them, they're sliding down the, 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 into the abyss of political extremism and Christian nationalism. But this has been going on for a long time. It says, and then it even accelerated, this, you know, leaving the church, accelerated after the disruptions of the pandemic. The exodus of millions of Americans from churches will have a profound influence on the nation's politics and not in the way that many advocates, advocates of secularism might expect. Rather than ending the culture wars, the battle between Christian, those who hold to a Christian nationalism without denominational mornings and a northern urban social gospel without any explicit Christian framework will become more intense. In other words, those who are leaving the church, depending the kinds of churches they leave, they're leaving, they're going to bring some of their, their Christianity with them, right? Whether it's a social gospel, a liberal gospel, say from up north, down south, it's going to bring in a more, it's going to bring with it a more conservative Christian, a more conservative worldview. And they're going to bring their, they're going to leave the church, but they're going to bring almost a kind of a religious authority into now their political extremism. So we're going to become more politically divided and Christianity is still going to be a part of it, but it's going to have no connection to the church. This is going to be like the culture wars are not going to end. They're going to intensify, but they're going to, they're going to now, instead of just being used like, this is my philosophy or this is my politic. They're going to be like, God is on my side. You're the heathen God. And, it, and it's going to be like, but they they have no connection really to the church. Meaning then are they, where are they getting their theological? Are they being fed spiritually? We've got to find a way to reach these people and say, hey, 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 you may be done with the church, but if you're claiming that you're not done with Christ and the Bible, I need you to take about five steps back away from the voting booth. I need you to take about 20 steps away from, you know, Trump's truth social, you know, social media feed. I need you to stop watching Fox News. And what I really need you to do is take a deep breath and I need you to get into the Bible. I think I think that's very important. Um, only a half a century ago, Christian denominations acted as political centrist forces. So there's about a half a century ago, Christian denominations basically had a more politically centrist uh, was a force for political centrist. Southern Baptists such as Jimmy Carter and Al Gore ran politically moderate campaigns that appeared to to their fellow church member that ap- appealed to their fellow church members on both the right and the left and devout Catholics such as then Senator Joe Biden could still combine relatively moderate positions on abortion with a liberal leaning Catholic social ethic to win Catholic votes but those days are disappearing Denominations and church uh, commitments once preserved a set of broadly shared Christian moral values that transcended 
the right and left divide. But now that some of the loudest supporters of Christian nationalism have left these denominations behind, there is little to stop them from refashioning the Christian faith in their own image with potentially heretical results. I'm going to read that again. Denominations and church commitments once preserved a set of a broadly shared Christian moral value that transcended the right-left divide. But now that some of the loudest supporters of Christian nationalism have left these denominations behind, there is little to stop them from refashioning the Christian faith in their own image with potentially heretical results. And I will let you read the rest of the article, which I will publish, I will post a link to at theologycentral.net. Theologycentral.net. I'll post a link and then you can follow the article there and read the rest of it, all right? And I would challenge you to do so. And I would challenge you to save the article and read it over and over and over for yourself till you really understand what is happening. We're in a transitional phase, ladies and gentlemen. We're in a transitional moment. We're at a critical moment in the history of Christianity. Something is changing. And what is changing, we have this rise of Christian nationalism, but the rise of Christian nationalism seems to be very much connected to the massive leaving, de-churching, and people leaving churches in large numbers. And so what is happening is they're recreating a Christianity into their own image. And it's a political image. It's a Republican image. It is an image that is not grounded in theology and biblical exegesis. It is, it is grounded in the fact that they have simply weaponized Christianity, take what they want from it to use it so they, they, so they can supposedly win an argument with their political opponents. And they have a God authority to support their radical political extremism. You need to beware of this and we need to speak against it. And we need to be very careful of how then the churches are becoming politically hijacked as well. There's much I could say. Sometimes with these, I would like to try to wrap it up with some some very specific points. But in this case, I'm just going to leave that all right there. I kind of laid it out for you. I want you to give this serious thought today. Your today's focus is... What really happens when Americans stop going to church? And according to this, what really happens is not good. The political extremism will continue. Christian nationalism is going to increase. At least in the South and the Midwest, the De-churching is not going to lead to a more secular approach. It's going to lead to a much more Christian nationalistic conservative approach that is a an abomination and a perversion of the Christian message. I want you to give it serious thought and I want you to email me today all about it. Newsif at yahoo.com. That's newsif at yahoo.com. That's newsif at yahoo.com. Please go to theologycentral.net. Give me a few minutes and I will post a link to this article. What really happens when Americans stop going to church? It'll be there probably in the next 15 minutes. 
What really happens when Americans stop going to church? Obviously, you can do a search for it and probably find it for yourself, but I'll post a link there just so that it will be easy for you to find. That is your today's focus for Tuesday, September the 5th, 2023.